ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Spirekin.com would like to welcome you to our 10-year anniversary episode, as well as our 300th episode. We must warn you that this episode contains adult language, mature situation, rants by Zan, memories of the last decade, lists of the best manga ever, and a review surprise. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 300. Happy 10-year anniversary, Spirekin. Finally, we fucking did it. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Spirekin Manga Review. Some podcasts and manga reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. Formerly known as uh, the society that provides informative reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. All the way back in the first episode, we had that name, and we changed it over time because it has evolved. I am your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and what's up? And yes, I'm going to be a little pedantic in this episode. If you remember from the first episode when we, I didn't even know what that meant. Uh, but yes, we are back. We are chilled, we are relaxed, and it has been 10 years, 10 long years, since Mason and I started that podcast using a Guitar Hero mic. Well, actually, it was a mic from that game Boogie that was on the Wii. but same mic, it was a USB mic, and from there, who knew that over all that time, 10 years, going through the death top, the death top too, the death desktop, and all these other crazy inventions and wackiness and various microphones and various scenarios, we would come to this point after 10 long years. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connected enhanced narratives. Pretty much every episode, I'm going to talk about different topics. For the most part, since it's a manga review, we talk about mangas, but this is a retrospective, so we're going to we're going to have a manga review at the end, but we're going to talk about the podcast in general. But we do talk about movies, games, television shows, books, and even conventions, and we tell you pros and cons about it how art styles are, characters are, the development of the romances, how the plot is, the background images are, and the historical importance. And we tell you if it's worth investing your time in or not. Now, you don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-hosts have said over the years, but after 10 years, I think we've established ourselves a little bit. And also, more importantly than that, we try to be informative, educational, entertaining, and most of all, impartial. And I gotta say... Even though there's some manga that we have bitched about and complained about, I think we've been entertaining, informative, and educational. Impartial, not so much, but we try. Now, if you want to check out our website, originally you would have to go to spirakin, S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, dot P-O-D-B-E-A-N, dot com. Spirakin, com. However, two years after the podcast started, I eventually bought the domain name so you can now find us at www.spirekin.com also we got an email out of that and that is me personally at zan at spirekin.com that's x-a-n not z-a-n or if you want to use the old email which is still available even though the old phone numbers we had are no longer available you can email us at spirekin at gmail.com because of all the years and all the different promotions for social media sites we can be also found on facebook Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Player.fm, Stitcher, YouTube, Podcast Pickle, 
MySpace, and so many other social media sites. You can even find us on PlayStation Network and on the Nintendo Switch Network as players. So just look up Spyrokin, I guarantee you'll find us in some weird way. We're even on a bunch of feed catchers, which I'm surprised the feed catcher still exists because a lot of stuff kind of went under once the iTunes disappeared. But I'm kind of digressing a little bit. So since it is the 10-year anniversary, I kind of pulled people on various questions they wanted me to ask myself because we got to review something. And I thought that we'd do a little retrospect of the last 10 years, talk about some of the things which are fun. So I pulled a bunch of people online and I have 10 questions that I'm going to ask myself and answer about the last 10 years of this podcast itself, see what has changed, what's different, and most importantly, what I've learned. So the first question which was asked is, what was the best manga I discovered from this podcast? Now, that's kind of tough because I found lots of mangas that I've enjoyed and loved. I mean, yes, I liked Ranma and GTO and Slayers from the beginning, but who would have thought that I would have fallen in love with Hajime no Ippo or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, or even that terrible, amazing series, Blackjack. Because I hated Blackjack when I first saw it in 2001. I thought it was a boring, dumb series, and now it's become my favorite series. I actually want to cosplay as Blackjack one day in my life. But it's there's so many series. It's, this podcast has allowed me to see these series and enjoy and indulge them so much. Now, question number two is, what made me still continue this podcast well part of it is just stubborn nature i started the podcast with mason because of reasons and then when mason went on her own and she left with her husband to do their own thing i had the opportunity to turn off the lights of the podcast and give it up however for some reason i didn't want to stop it was cool also with all of you out there you giving me the reason to stay on you giving me these cheerful emails or questions or comments or concerns or even when people in the medium and in the community started messaging me when i got a message from the creator of what is that it was when i reviewed arch lords in episode 15 it was uh i got the name of the comic but he emailed me and said dude i want you to to do an interview with you and that was really cool doing an interview with someone from japan and actually bullshitting with them and then getting a little inspired to do more and then eventually I'd be interviewing people that I would never have thought of and actually going to places I wouldn't thought of being a speaker at conventions and just all that has fed the engine of this podcast and more importantly has made me want to better myself and be a better podcaster for not just you not just myself but you the fans as well and I know it's going to come off a stream of consciousness and I'm not going to edit this episode because I feel that it's you disservice to not hear me rambling and ranting and getting through all of my things in general. But I do digress. So now question number three is, what was my favorite episode of the podcast? Well, I gotta say, my favorite episode that I worked on was the Mazinger Z episode because that opening was so fun and bizarre. Also, the Gundam episode was funny because I just like doing the... With the sound effects making it sound like we were in a mech. Uh, I also enjoyed the uh, episode of the podcast. Well, the Miyazaki series. Where you're going over all the different mangas by Miyazaki. All the animes by Miyazaki. That month of Miyazaki for the movie review. Because it gave me a chance to share my love of Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli with you guys. And I really do appreciate it. I still feel bad that 
the episode with Lupin the Third, we were all a little drunk. And even though it was St. Patrick's Day and we spent 40 minutes rambling about, I don't even remember, it was still a fun episode. So now, next question is, three qu- things I've learned from podcasting. Well, the first thing about podcasting I've learned is that you cannot plan for the inevitable. Things will go horribly wrong and schedules go horribly wrong. You have to just roll with the punches and that's the best way to deal with it. Second thing I've learned is that editing podcasts is a bitch. It really is. Because for every hour of podcasting, you have to times it by three for the editing process if you want to sound amazing when you first start out. Eventually, it's the point where you're able to edit on the fly and that's when you sound more articulate. And that's how I've actually become at this point. I can actually speak better and more eloquently. Now, the third thing that I've learned with this podcast is a very simple one. Do not piss off the wheel of manga. Because when you piss off the wheel of manga or if you cheat the wheel of manga, eventually it will get you back and give you mangas that are terrible. Mangas that are horrible. I mean, like, reversible, which I don't even know how the fuck that was made, but it was made. Or worst, or PK, or Bombos vs. Everything. When you piss off the wheel, it will get you. So next question is that the advice I'd give a first-year podcaster. One, do something you love, study it, and have fun doing it. If you want it to sound polished, take your time, think about what you're going to say, practice it, and eventually it will come and flow. Now, next question is co-host versus doing it solo. What do you prefer? Well, I've been doing it solo for a large majority of the podcast however i do prefer having a co-host it doesn't always work out that the schedules of having a co-host on the episode but i do prefer having that back and forth but i'm able to handle being on the podcast by myself because i had to learn how to deal with it and you can get your thoughts out a little quicker and there's not as many tangents even though sometimes you can get in the tangent territory then you just have to edit it out using the magic of editing to make that disappear I mean, I could talk about how all the times that Cal and I went off tangent, and well, you've heard the Conan episode, so enough said. Next one is my favorite co-host. That is pretty tough. Because I've had so many co-hosts over the years. I'm going to have to say my favorite co-host of all time is going to be, well, it's a tie between Mason and Baz because Baz, even though he went all over the place and he caused so many problems, he was there. He was willing to be there and willing to, to go out of his comfort zone, even though there's a lot of times he would do things which pissed off the audience and pissed off people. That's what he did. And the other one is Mason because Mason started this podcast with me. And whenever we did have episodes afterwards, it would just click back in. We'd be back on those first episodes and we would have that same camaraderie and also that same compatibility where we talk and it would make sense it would just mesh well now next question is the most hated manga review i ever did the one was the most terrible well i think the most the worst episode was and i hate to say it was my the movie review episode actually it would be the movie review episode where i talked about being not Glorious Bastards, but Boondock Saints, because that was the episode I worked with Sean Ryan, from, formerly from AlphaCounter.com. 
in that episode we tried doing he was drunk i was in a bad place of really bad sound card and it sounded terrible eventually he would talk about on his podcast that while he enjoyed doing the review he hated the audio quality it sounded like shit and he felt that it was a disservice that i had misled him when i didn't and i explained it to him afterwards however i felt that i could have done a better job with that and that was years ago and i've learned from that and the audio quality has improved dramatically and also i do try to keep things as even-handed as possible and that's what i'll still try to do now, if we're talking about the manga review episode, I've got to say Toxic was the worst because I don't need to read about a totalitarian Hitler world where it's super gay and weird. And you have a guy who's going to try and sleep with the Fuhrer and kill him. But that was a really shitty manga. Okay. Now, the final question that I have on this list is, will I still review manga and will I still podcast? Yes. Yes, I will. I love doing this. It's fun, it's passionate, and I it just it brings a smile to my face. I mean, yes, it stresses me out when I have to review the episodes and I'm a little behind schedule. When I'm doing it, I have fun. I love reading the mangas. I love talking about them. I love just having a conversation about why I love this media. And yes, I've passed the otaku expiration date by several years. It's been six years. But hopefully... I'll still be doing this in 10 years, and you'll still be listening. And I, and I want to thank you, listeners, for giving me a chance and for sticking around for so long. And for those of you joining me for the first time, I hope you guys stick for, around for the ride because it's going to be a cool ride. Got lots of things to talk about and so much more manga to discuss. And so many new manga that we can discover together. And I think that's going to be a great time had by all. So. With that in mind, now that I've been all sappy and depressed, and not so sappy, but it's kind of depressed, there's been a manga I've wanted to talk about for years. And every time I put on the Wheel of Manga, the Wheel of Manga skips over it. So, despite the fact that I'm going to probably incur the wrath of the Wheel of Manga, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be reviewing a manga of my choice. And it's one which is truly a intriguing manga it's one which i found about the same time i started watching trigon and ava it's one of my earliest anime series that i was really into and the manga was so much more impactful i loved it it's actually one of my favorite manga series of all time and it's a series i'm surprised i haven't talked about it's a manga that was written by nobuhiro watsuki all the way back in 1994 through 1999 there are 28 volumes. It was published by Shuisha, but brought over to the United States by Viz Media. Currently, they're in their third run, and as opposed to it being a just regular Tankoban, a regular graphic novel, they now have three-in-one volumes for this series. So it's one of Viz's most popular series to release. It is one of the best-selling manga series of all time. Also, the anime adaptation is ranked among the 100 most watched series in Japan multiple times and one of the most critically acclaimed mangas and animes in the world. And let's not forget, it's one of the few series where the live-action adaptation is faithful to the series and it's entertaining. We've actually talked about the live-action series in this 
podcast a long time ago. Well, it's not a long time. It was, I don't know, four years ago? Okay, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've done the actual proper movie review, but we're going to get back to that this year. That's a promise I'm going to give you. We're going to get back to real movie reviews, not the mini-reviews, even though I do like them. Now, this manga that I'm talking about is a period piece. It's this historical period piece that is an adventure, martial arts, romance, shonen series that is known simply as the Meiji Kenkaku Romantan Ruloni Kenshin, or Ruloni Kenshin, Meiji Swordsman Romantic Story, or simply Ruloni Kenshin. So for those of you who've never heard of this series, it's one which is transcending time, and also it's with an intriguing main character. This is a story of atonement, of finding peace within yourself, and finding romance when you thought you would never have found it again, when you have lost it. This is the story of the early Meiji era. It's after the Bakumatsu War happened. So this is after the revolution happened and the shoguns have been overthrown. However, during the Bakamatsu War, there was an assassin known simply as the Hitokiri Batosai, Batosai the Manslayer, a person who was known for killing hundreds. But at the end of the war, after the major restoration happened, he disappeared. No one had seen him since, and it had been several years. Now, in Edo, Tokyo, in the 11th year of Meiji, so 1878, a young woman named Kaoru Kamiya is having a problem. There is a man who is proclaiming himself to be the Hitokori Batosai, and he is saying that he studies from her family's school. She doesn't know what to do. She's trying to find this guy. She's going to be vigilante. And one day, she sees a guy walking down the street. With a sword, so she says, You're the Hitokori Batosai, I'm gonna attack you. And she attacks him and knocks him out. And this guy, he's short, he has a long red hair, he has a cross on his cheek, and he's just, ah, he says, Oh no! It's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you, you should be walking around with a sword. It's like, and this guy says, I have a sword that can't do anything. He reveals his sword. Is a Sakabato. It's a reverse blade sword. There's no possible way he could kill someone with it. So she goes looking for the murderer. And eventually she discovers the murderer comes to her house and he's going to kill her and take her school and use the property to raise it to the ground. But the mysterious wanderer that she bumped into shows up. He takes that Sakabato and he defeats the the supposed Hitokori Batosai and his goons within an instant. And then he pulls out as he oops, dropped something. As he defeats them, he stops and says, That's a really cool martial arts style you use with your left hand that was broken. Because early on, Kaoru's father crippled this guy, because this guy's a former student of her father, and his hand got crippled, so he created this very weird left-hand style, which is a bastardization of the Kamiya school of Kendo, which is, or Kenpo, which is designed to protect the soul. And this guy says, it's a really cool style. However, 
the real style that the Hitokori Batosai used was the Hiten Mitsurugi style, the ultrasonic sword technique. And if you didn't, if you used any sword but this one right here, it would have killed you in an instant. So this mysterious figure, the Wanderer, is actually the Hitokori Batosai, Henshin Himura. And he is wandering around the countryside of Japan, offering protection and aid to those in need. And he is sworn to never kill again. An atonement for the murders he committed during the Bakumatsu War in the Meiji Restoration. He ends up living with Kaoru Kamiya in the Kamiya Dojo. And he ends up finding a family there, discovering atonement, and dealing with lots of scenarios. Starting off with making friends with various characters and typical show. Shonen power creep style, meeting Sagara Sanosuke, a former Sekihiko army member, befriending Yahiko Myojin, an uh, orphaned child from a samurai family who wants to become a samurai again, and then a doctor who is caught in the opium trade who wants to better herself, Megumi Takane. And it's his journey through this atonement, which is so compelling and it's intriguing, it makes us want to follow it and love it. I haven't even started with the second and major story arc of the manga, the infamous Kyoto arc, where you're introduced to Kenshin's successor as Assassin of the Shadows, Shishio Makoto, who plans to destroy Japan, burn it to the ground, and then conquer it. And how these two individuals have to interact with each other and better themselves or destroy each other, depending on what happens. This is a manga that has won countless awards. I mean, countless awards. And it is known for so many love novels, video games, and I could spend hours talking about the praise that so many people have talked about it. I mean, people have said that this manga has a great balance between character development, comedy, and action scenes, and the artwork just improves as the series continues. I do have to say that this series is unique and add something to it. It's a series which, when you first see it, it seems like it's a shonen series, but then there's aspects of the shonen series that are different, that are compelling to other audiences. It's not just for young boys. Young girls find it interesting because of the romance aspect. Senin fans will love it because, for an adult point of view, it's an adult character. I mean, Kenshin, it looks like he's 16, but he's 28 years old. He's an adult. And as a character, just the character design itself are all intriguing and engaging. And you can see how so many different other Samurai series spun off of this. And they've taken elements from the series to make themselves better. And I've got to say, out of all the series out there, this is one which is just astounding. And I like the fact that they actually recently made a new series, which is a sort of sequel, sort of spin-off of the series taking place in the past. That is a new uh, Samurai X series, uh, Redemption. 
I found it. I haven't actually read it yet. I've ordered it. I didn't pick up the original. I found out that I've been too busy with other mangas. However, I've got to say, this manga is one of the best series of all time. I would put this in my top 10 manga properties of all time. And even though that there are so many weird elements to it, you have really bizarre antagonists, you have an entirely worthless final story arc, which is the revenge arc, the series holds up. And the series is one which, if you give it a chance, you will get everything you ask for. Action, adventure, romance, comedy, and just a great journey that anyone would enjoy. So as you can guess, I'm going to give this beyond our really, really, really fucking cool. This is going to get Sparkin's highest rating, which is just, it is a perfect manga series. I think it is, even though it has flaws, I think it's one of the most perfect manga series ever. I'm going to give this just really, really, really fucking cool because there's nothing else I can say, but it is an amazing series. I highly recommend it. And let, if you disagree with me or think that I am being too fanboyish about this, let me know. Email me, zansparker.com. We can have a dialogue about it, and I'll even, I'm even willing to bring you up on Skype, and we can actually talk about this. Take me up on it. Let me know what you think. So, while I could talk a lot more about this wonderful manga, I think that I should let it speak for itself. Check it out and let me know what you think. So, we're almost at the end of our 300th episode of the podcast. And how could I end this? I mean, I could end it just by turning off the podcast and having some cool music on the background. I could end it with just saying, this is your Hosan. I'm gone, so I'll catch you next time. However, I think if we're going to do this, I should do it right. By talking about the one thing which all of you have been waiting for. Even though I have not brought it right now. Because right now, I am not at home. I'm actually in Atlantic City taking a little bit of a break. Because I think I deserve it. It's been a very long period of time. Some stuff has been going on in my life. And I think I deserve a little bit of a break. And I'm coming back to Atlantic City in two weeks for Anime Next. And I do need to prep for Anime Next. But I think that I could use a digital version of this in Scully. And the blue wheel will not be upset. Because it's that time you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The friends except no substitute now what is the wheel of manga the wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with 10 slots on it so what i'm going to do is i'm going to spin the wheel of manga and whenever no more lands let's review the next episode of the spark and manga review episode 201 which i'm actually going to be releasing on friday 
Because as you know, today is the 15th of May. And I think I deserve a little of a break. Don't worry. We're going to lessen things a little bit. It's not going to be three days a week anymore. It's going to be two days a week. So that way we can kind of take a little bit of a breather and not overwhelm with manga. So I'm going to use this digital wheel and see what we're going to review in the next episode. We have some great titles and some weird titles. So. Number three. So. In the next episode, we are going to be reviewing a... Which manga did I put on here? It's going to be... Ooh, I don't want to read that. I guess Scully has decided. Because apparently, I'm going to be reading Hunter x Hunter next episode. Ooh, that's what I get. I've said, do not tempt Scully. Because Scully will find its way to get his pound of flesh somehow, some way. So in the next episode, I'm reviewing another Shonen series. This one is Hunter x Hunter, which people say is one of the best ones ever. I have never read it, but we're going to see. So thank you very much for listening, guys. This is your host, Zan, a.k.a. Alexander D'Artagnan Villanueva, saying thank you for listening to this Barker Mong review. I will catch all of you in the next episode. I hope to see you at some of the cons that are coming up. And most importantly, I'm Gonsville. Read more money.
Angel 